your body, your choice, because baby, it's cold outside. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Are we starting with that again? Why not? Do we? T- I don't think we discussed it yesterday, but... <sighs> yeah. A couple years ago... Now, I'm not a Christmas music person. I, I don't really care about the holiday outside of the fact that it is the birthday of the bald god and Humphrey Bogart. And I, of course, am the bald god, oh, as we all have established no, already. you are not. All right, well, let's get back to this, babes. A couple years ago, we're hanging out near Christmas time, and I think you wanted to listen to some holiday music. Yes, I, well, I... um. I did. Uh, I I was I wasn't listening to it in front of you. I was listening to it um, by myself. Well, maybe we were talking about. We it. were talking about because it. this we were at my place. Yeah. I think this was prior to the pandemic. Yeah. We go downstairs. You're waiting for your ride, and you say, "Can you believe that there are some people who are trying to censor that song, Baby, It's Cold Outside?" And yes. I'm like, "That's really ridiculous. I don't get that." And I never thought about it again because I just thought that that was some right wing talking point. No, it isn't. Okay. It comes up yesterday in conversation, and we Googled it, and apparently it's true. Like, a, some radio stations are against the song and whatnot, and I love John Legend. I think he's a great musician. He has spoken up for gay rights, um, which I think he got some pushback for. This was early in his career. Mm-hmm. I'm for that. I like that he's a lib. However, sometimes you can take it a little bit too far. We're right. researching this song, and apparently he did a rendition of it at some award show a few years back, uh-huh. and he changed one of the lyrics to "Your Body, Your Choice." Yeah, because the, the lyric that is in uh, it's controversial. Contro- con- I can talk. The lyric that's really controversial in the song is "Say what's in this drink." Right, but that could be interpreted in many different ways. Yeah. You could think of it as maybe I just tasted some Spanish fly. Did I get Cosby'd? But you, oh, jeez. Okay. Hold uh, on. But you could also interpret it as she's just saying, hey, what's in this drink? Yeah, it's it's good. Or yeah. um, how much alcohol content is it? Right. Yeah. And it may not, it may not have even been alcohol. It may have been like... Um, I don't know, some cider, like apple cider. Let's assume it was, just for the sake of simplicity. Still, I'm the lefty. I'm all for women's rights and and all that good stuff. But sometimes you got to tone it down a little bit and realize that you're picking the wrong fight and you just seem ridiculous. There is absolutely no connotation, no suggestion when I've heard the entire song that would suggest to me that this woman was being uh, was about to be raped by this guy. A lot of the times, and it happens on both sides, people like to read things into art that aren't always there. And I think this is one of those occasions. And I'm against censorship on both sides, as you know. And it was it struck me as very ridiculous that it is. one this was true. I again I did think you made this up. No, I didn't. But that when I found out that you didn't, I'm like, oh, this is insane. It is insane, and and I love that song. I think it's a romantic song. I think the guy um, in the song really cared about the girl because if he didn't, he would have said, okay, sure, go out in the snowstorm. I don't care. I think that it's an okay song. It's serviceable. It gets the message across. It's a holiday song. Yeah. Not really my jam, but if people like it, people like it. And I I don't see a good enough reason to be hating against the song. Yeah, I, I like it. I think it's romantic. Um I just I just think it's a classic. I do. I 
And I just think that, um, you know, I mean, if you don't like it, then change the station. Look, if I can listen to Eminem's rap, oh, now he's raping his own mother, uh, snorting coke, and we gave him the Rolling Stone cover, then baby, it's cold outside. Is is it's okay for other it's, people? It's to a lot tamer to. than what Eminem could have said. Oh, what Eminem has said. Yes. About killing his wife and killing his mom. Yes. Yeah, I mean that's that's like a uh, top of the line crazy to me, but. But in, in fairness, yeah. Eminem got a lot of hate from both the left and the right. Okay, so he got it on both sides. Um, yeah. So the so baby, it's cold outside is like tame compared to what somebody like Eminem would say and has, has said, I think. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's just insane. Um, and, uh, well, and, I, and I'm so, I'm, I think that anyone who has been attacked um that has actually been violated i think they would even agree with me that this has no um connotation that the girl was going to be um taken advantage of if you believe that that's the case with this song that it's about rape it's because you want to believe it i would i would agree with you on that and one. you're not really looking at things objectively now and we can also we're not going to do it right now because we do it all the time. We could also examine some craziness on the right. So it's not excusing anybody else and their insane views, but it's just saying you've got to look at things objectively and go to more than one source instead of just reading some ultra woke blog or, or uh -huh. whatever the case may yeah, be. Yeah. This, in this, in this case, um, I really think that, um, John Legend and Kelly Clarkson went too far by changing it. And that one couple from Minnesota, um, I think they tried to name it something like "Baby, I'm Fine with That." What happened now with it? Oh, because I heard a cover of "Baby, It's Cold Outside," but they changed the the lyric that the title to "Baby, I'm Fine with That." Mm. And I'm listening to part of the song. I'm like, doesn't the girl have a say? Like, you know, it's I mean, not the girl, but I mean, this is ridiculous already. "Baby, It's Cold Outside" is now turning into. Um, a song for rapists. I don't get it. Um, I don't understand. And I think somebody, I think, um, if any woman, um, and, uh, was, was, uh, actually violated and we were talking about that, I think that she would agree that this is just top of the line, uh, censorship. Yeah. Like when Watch Mojo puts together their top 20 lists of greatest rape anthems of all time, <laughs> Baby It's Close, I probably shouldn't be on. No, not at all. There's nothing in there that would suggest to me that the girl um, was not going to be taken care of. Well, good, babes. Because um, a rapist wouldn't care about the well-being of the girl. Well, there, there, no, there is such thing as date rape. Absolutely. So I get it, but I, I think it's, it's, it's a stretch. But it is. I am working on my own version of this song for the holidays called Baby, There's Mold Outside. Oh, my but um bum <laughs> I wish we had the uh, sound effect, but we don't. I know. Baby, there's mold outside. What do you think about that? Um, I don't know. I don't think it would be better as, as uh, better than baby. It's cold outside, but you can try it. Very good. <laughs> Babes. Yeah. There's a little bit of wind today. Yes, there is. Tell me more. Well, 
it, it's been windy for the last few days. I think it started on Tuesday or Wednesday, would you say? Something like that. And it's it was it's been howling, howling. And um I was able to um I was able to order groceries. So I think it started on Tuesday. I think it's when the wind starts to really, really pick up. And um the wind advisory was supposed to end uh yesterday. And today, um, it still sounded like there's some very, very, um, there's some noisy wind outside. It sounds like it's howling and whistling. And when people say that it's breezy, I'm thinking breezy probably, like, to me, breezy is like a lighter breeze, but, but huge, you know, like big, strong winds doesn't sound breezy to me. And I was a little bit concerned because... We're supposed to go to a play tomorrow. I'm trying to figure out whether we should wait outside because I don't want to be blown all over the place and it's cold. <laughs> and I'm thinking we we I think we need to kind of figure out where we're gonna um where we're gonna wait because um I don't want to wait in the cold. Mm-hmm. You're freezing. Good. I'm excited about it, babes. Yeah. The play's gonna be fun. I'm now we'll see how windy it is tomorrow, but I'm sure we'll make it through, hopefully. I hope so. Famous I last words, though. I know. I don't. I don't like walking in strong winds because it's just like I don't want to be blown somewhere. I don't want to be blown somewhere, and I'm not. A, we're not very big people. I could drop some a few pounds. You're not. You're not a big portion. I hear you, babes, but oh. I have some weight to lose. Uh oh, I haven't noticed anything. I'm not like Dave. In the full Monty. And we're going to get to that. Yes. He's like super. I wonder if they made him wear like a, a fat. No, suit. no, because there's a, a you see him naked mm. in the movie. And really I, naked? I think it's you see his backside okay. because there's a scene at the end of the movie where all the women want to see, you know, their dicks and everything. And so they they but they only so you see their assholes as the audience. But it's implied that the women there get to see everything. Oh my goodness. But there's also that scene where they strip down to their underwear where okay. they're at the boss's place. And and they're all the way down to the underwear. I just said that. No, no, no. But but what I'm trying to ask you Go for, ahead. I was rudely interrupted. Go ahead. I know you said that. Go ahead. What I'm asking you is could you tell just by them stripping down to the other underwear that Dave was really fat then? No, I am a blind guy, mm-hmm. but I got the impression that this was a real life thing. Like he wasn't like faking being fat or anything. He probably had to gain weight for this part. I don't know. Some people just are overweight. And you got to remember, this is a classic movie now, but when it was made, it was low budget. Mm -hmm. So it's not like it was between him and Robert De Niro. You know? No. Yeah. No. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Yeah, but I still love you. Okay. 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 Good. Yes. We were talking yesterday, and I forgot to mention another book I read here this week called, I think it's called Bitcoin Billionaires yeah. by Ben Mesrick, who's written some interesting books over the years. Mm-hmm. He did Bringing Down the House about uh, these mathematicians who are gamblers. Wow. And I like that one. He did a couple other books, too. But this was basically about the Winklevoss twins. Mm-hmm. Who knows how much of it is true, but the way it's expressed in the book is that their coding was stolen by Mark Zuckerberg 
and he used it to launch Facebook. The code, the you know, and I'm not quite sure how coding work. I I know it works. I know it helps the behind the scenes to keep a website and develop one, but I don't know the specifics. Oh well. And the Winklevoss twins sued him, got some stock, so they were okay financially, but they were basically made to look like fools mm -hmm. because they actually made a movie out of another Ben Mesrick book. And the movie was The Social Network. And I haven't seen it, and I'm not really interested in it. But apparently, no. mm. the Winklevoss twins didn't come across that good in the film. Oh. Mm. So they're looking for this technology to invest in. And we're talking now like 2011 or 12. And they're vacationing. I want to say it's Costa Rica, but don't quote me on that. They meet some guy at a club who teaches them about Bitcoin. So they invest in Bitcoin and basically buy up 1% of it. Mm -hmm. So they become super rich. Now, I don't know what that's like today because Bitcoin has lost a lot of value since the beginning of this year. Uh -huh. But the person who introduced them to that world is kind of... The book makes it seem like he's very easily influenced. And there's this other character who is known in the crypto community as Bitcoin Jesus. And he what? tried, yeah, because he was an early advocator of the technology. And that's what he called himself? That's what the community kind of knows him as. Okay. And he invested 15% in the startup too. He, he, he invested money and he owned 15% of it. So the Winklevoss twins own part of it, Bitcoin Jesus owns another part. And then you have the guy who's kind of like running the company. I forget his name, but you know who I am with names. Mm -hmm. And they, the Bitcoin Jesus is very libertarian. At least that's the impression I got from reading the book. So his whole thing about cryptocurrency is he's seeing it as this is a way to overthrow the government. And this is a way to, you know, basically... Uh, take the power out of the government's hands. Which, okay, if you're a hardcore libertarian, that sounds really cool. But if you're trying to sell something to the American people, maybe not the verbiage you want to use, right? I don't know. But he influences the guy who um, the Winklevoss twins know. And there's there was this other website called the Silk Road. Basically, you could buy all these goods and services on there, but it was used a lot to traffic guns and drugs. Mm -hmm. The guy who, one of the guys behind it would buy Bitcoin off of the site that, you know, the other characters were involved with. And they had specific limits of how much Bitcoin they would sell to people. Mm -hmm. So I think you could only invest $1,000 in it a week. And the guy who's kind of caught up between the Winklevoss twins and Bitcoin Jesus sees that this person wants to buy more Bitcoin. So he just kind of lets it slide because of that. When they shut and then the feds shut down the silk road, they trace everything back to the guy at the, at the website, the guy who's working with the Winklevoss twins and he gets arrested 
and basically uh, goes to prison for a small amount of time. It's a crazy story, and I'm not doing it justice. But you should check out the book. It's really interesting. No, you are not doing it justice. No, I'm not. I think the book was written in 2018. So it's actually a little bit out of date now Mm. with the recent developments in Bitcoin. But it's still a good read. Oh, wow. What do you think of what I've said? Um, I don't think I'm really interested in reading about Bitcoin, but... It's not really about the technology as much as it's about the people who are involved early on with it. Well, that too. I don't know if I'm, I don't know if that's something I want to, I'm that interested in really. Uh Oh, yeah. It's not convincing you to buy it or anything like that. No, and and also with what recently happened to FTX and how horrible it crashed. I don't know that um, cryptocurrency really has a solid future. I think... It's possible that one day it will, but I, I don't believe it's going to be with Bitcoin just mm-hmm. because there's, it's so, the image of it is so shattered by people and they make it so confusing to understand the market. Yeah. But we'll see. We will see. It's, it's just like one of those wait and see things. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of companies and problems, have you been paying attention to what's going on with Taylor Swift? No, I haven't. I I know, I mean, we've talked about how she had problems with her um, original company when she was con- a country uh, singer. Mm. And then she switched to pop. I, I, I have not been, I have not been in the Taylor Swift loop. I, I like her old stuff, but. You're going to find this story interesting. Really? Yeah. So, okay. So now, even though uh, Beyonce makes better music videos than her, this is still an interesting story. Okay. That was a joke, but apparently okay. it didn't land. No, it didn't land. Okay. You know that. Yes, okay. I know. Right, I know right. what you're talking about, yeah. Anyways, so apparently she's going back on tour. Huh? Okay. And they're tell- selling tickets through Ticketmaster. Yep. Because they have to, because Ticketmaster is a monopoly. Yeah. And Ticketmaster encourages scalpers. Really? To buy tickets. Wow. Yep. John Oliver did a whole thing about this. Okay. So tickets go on sale. And in some cases, like in LA, Mm -hmm. they're charging thousands and thousands of dollars to get in like the nosebleed second. Are you serious? Yes. Not like the cheapest tickets ever. They're like the, well, they're the cheapest tickets you can get Mm -hmm. for her concert in, in, in some cities are going for thousands of dollars online. That's insane. And... It's gotten so bad that they're starting to, the media is pressing executives at Ticketmaster. Why is this going on? They're trying to pass the buck to Taylor Swift and say, and trying to imply that it's because she hasn't gone on tour in so long that these tickets Thousands are so Thousands of dollars. <clears throat> and it's gotten the eye of the Biden administration. Oh, wow. Because more and more people are saying... That it's a monopoly. And they've been saying that for decades about uh-huh. Ticketmaster. Uh-huh. But this is like, you're being blatant about it now. Wow. Yeah. Thousands of, do- that's insane. For nosebleeds. Some people, a, a lot of people can't afford that. Most people can't. No. It's not like, I mean, she's a she's a younger person in the, um, but in the music industry. It's not her fault though. No, I know that. I yeah. know that. I understand it's Ticketmaster's fault. But that's insane. I don't, wow. They're saying that. I don't think this is going to happen. I think it should. Okay. That this might lead to the FTC 
breaking up Ticketmaster. Maybe they should do that. They should have done that a long time ago. I mean, remember, Eddie Vedder spoke out against them in, like, 94. I wasn't paying attention to um, Ticketmaster at the time Mm -hmm. because I was in eighth grade and I wasn't going to concerts as much. So I kind of, I I think I kind of bypassed it or something. I don't Uh know. So I I, I believe you, though. Yeah. I believe uh, that's what he, he spoke out against, but I didn't know that. So even back then, it was a monopoly. Well, it was growing. Mm. It's gotten worse since then. So everything is like a an interesting thing. It seems we're converse we're coming are coming together. There's the greed of Elon Musk. There's the greed of this dude who ran FTX. Mm -hmm. There's Ticketmaster. There's other examples we can give, like Mark Zuckerberg's craziness at Facebook. Uh Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it just seems like. Greed is obviously greed has been out of control with rich people for a very, very, very long time in this country, but it feels like it's more in people's faces now than it ever was before. Uh huh. Um, some people are greedy and power, power hungry, and because of that, it's um, t- taken over how they how they see things, right? How yeah. they um, their entire perspective of things is just been taken over because of this greed and 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 power they've got. And it leads us to an interesting question that neither one of us knows the answer to right now is what are we as Americans going to do? Are we going to step up and put a stop to this? Or are we just going to lay back and take it? I think there's a lot of Americans that are really upset about it. Mm-hmm. Um not only is uh food really expensive in general, gas prices and then you have um crazy um crazy cost of tickets yeah and then and and not only and, and then too you know it's 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 expensive to get a ticket for a flight exactly well have you been uh, paying any attention to what's going on with the railroad unions in this country um no I i'll haven't. give you like a quick overview they're trying to get a better deal. And basically, the railroad companies don't want these unions to strike. And it would increase prices to things. But did you know that if you're if you work for a railroad, mm-hmm. you get no time off? Like When I say no time off, they don't get two weeks vacation a year. They don't get any days of vacation. So if they have a medical emergency and have to go to the hospital, that's not paid time off. And that's that's the big sticking point to them signing another union contract is they want days off Mm -hmm. so they can take care of medical things, so they can be with their family. And the railroad company doesn't want to give on this, or the the companies rather. Well, I mean... That I mean, I don't know how Amtrak runs or anything because I know that, um, I don't know what other railroad company is there besides Amtrak. But um, does that also include like people, um, like cities that have a uh, light rail? No, r- light rail is a transportation thing for people. Railroad right. companies, I'm talking about. Probably not Amtrak, but this is to, like, transport food across the country. Oh, oh, oh. You're talking about that, not transporting yeah, people. Exactly. Okay. Okay. 
Okay, wow, I didn't know that. So they're saying if the unions do go on strike and there they've been some delays, mm -hmm. maybe this got resolved, but I don't think it has. It the cost of things are going to go up if the union goes on strike. But if the union doesn't go on strike, mm -hmm. they don't get any time off. Wow. So they're running right their they're running their people ragged. The main sticking point is around are they going to get any days off? Mm -hmm. And the, the the railroad companies don't want to give them any time off. So they're running the, their workers ragged. Yeah. So this is why we live at an interesting point in U.S. So history. You're talking about the freight trains, correct? Yes. Okay, not, okay, not the okay, freight trains. Because are the people going to stand up and say, I'm no longer going to be on Facebook. I'm no longer going to support companies that Elon Musk are involved in. I'm no longer going to support like these weird libertarian parties, uh, businesses rather, like Bitcoin. Mm. And I'm going to I'm going to do my best to support small businesses or are the American people just going to take it. I think there's a lot of people that will. I mean, not like I'm not a person that's so quick to boycott stuff mm -hmm. because if we boycotted everything, there would be nothing for us, right? We yeah. wouldn't be eating. We wouldn't be... You can go down a really tr a slipperly, yeah, yes. slippery slope yes. with that. I think it is a person's choice what they boycott, um, who they support, who they boycott. It's not for anybody to tell them who they should boycott. Um, however, um, one of the ways that you can get the message across is to not support them by not um, buying their products or, um, not using them, right? not, uh, not supporting them by using them directly. Yeah. And in some ways we're just as guilty because we, I buy from Walmart and they have horrible track records with the unions. Right. So, and I have bought from Walmart, even though there's, um, some questionable things about their ties with China. And, but at the same time, it's like, what are you supposed to do? What, I mean, yeah, I could, I, uh, yeah, and it's like some, there are things at Walmart that cost a lot cheaper than things in other stores. And it's hard. It's, it's really tough because, like I said, if we boycott everything, we would have nothing. Also, when I buy tickets to concerts, mm -hmm. I mean, oftentimes it just, you have to buy through Ticketmaster. Yeah, it's it's such like a, it's crazy. We can't go to the Eagles concert mm -hmm. because if we take the cheap route, it would probably cost us like three hundred dollars. And that, that's just crazy. That's uh, uh, that's close to how much my rent costs. Yeah, I mean that's insane. That's really insane. That should not be pushed on people. No, um, we just want to hear music. Exactly, We're crying out loud. Exactly, but maybe the Biden administration will step up because he's been. Pretty good as far as union stuff goes. Um, so we'll see. I'm not for unions, as you know. I'm I'm very skeptical about this union thing, if it's going to work. Well, listen. We've had this discussion many times. There's a lot of bad things about unions, but they do many good things, too. So it's not a one-size-fits-all. And you got to look at things on a case-by-case -case basis when it comes to unions. Uh-oh. Yeah. And look at it like this. If... Mm -hmm. The people who are uh, the the union members of this railroad company, they might not get time off, but they definitely wouldn't get it if they didn't have unions. So at least, at least right now it's on the table is maybe they might get this concession where it wouldn't be otherwise. Uh-oh. Yeah. Well, it's one of those wait and see things again. Exactly. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know if uh, Ticketmaster is going to finally break up or collapse. 
It's not going to collapse. It would have to be breaking up. Bro broken up, yeah. Um, I yeah. There's a lot of things that need to be broken up. Facebook needs to be broken up. It's been it's uh, people have been wanting that for a long time. I look at it like this: the people could just break up Facebook, just to stop going on there. Uh huh. That's all you have to do to break up Facebook. I know. And it's not mm -hmm. an essential thing. Yeah. So it's not like if you don't, if you're not on Facebook, you're gonna die of starvation. You can <laughs> just easily just delete your account, and enough, and yeah. if enough people did that, it would go away. Yeah. Um. That's. I mean, I'm glad I never got on, into those like onto those big um social media platforms. Yeah. That I just it's just not my thing. Now I know that some employers would like people to have Facebook accounts, mm -hmm. but you could just be on LinkedIn instead. I believe so. That's how I, I I look at something like Facebook. Just yeah, you can use it when you can use it, or, or just don't use it. Yeah, I mean, I tried to get on LinkedIn. This was like back in twenty eleven, and it was a little bit hard to navigate through. Someone was trying to help me with an account. Now it's apparently a lot easier as a blind user. Yeah, because I I tried to make a profile by putting information about myself because you can, you 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 know people use that to um to um hire you or yeah. you know to to show that you're working for this company but it was hard back then too you might want to give it another shot yeah maybe yeah 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 but we'll see what happens we'll see babes mm -hmm. twitter might be going away then it'll just be i Facebook. don't know it's another it's another wait, wait and see thing because um he's he's trying to really change twitter um completely um, I think that he is, from what I understand, he's trying to get the best um, people for the site, um, and I don't, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen with that. That said, most people will tell you that the way to do that isn't to fire eighty-eight percent of your staff within the first two weeks of running a company, because now you just have you have to replace everybody so quickly. That it doesn't make sense. You have to do like a real analysis of the company. It doesn't look like he did. And it's also hurting Tesla. So. And maybe Tesla should be hurt. Because they don't do. Uh, they don't earn themselves a lot of uh, loyalty in the blind community. By making these quiet cars. So. Yeah. And they're trying to make the. I think they're still working on the self-driving cars. I've also heard that Google has been doing that. So is Apple apparently. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> we'll have to wait and see on that one, too. There's a lot of wait and see things. Exactly. It's like, okay, we played the waiting game. When is something going to happen? Well, I think something I feel pretty confident in saying, and more and more people are starting to, but I've been saying it for a long, long time, like way before we ever started dating, is I don't think we will really have self-driving cars in our lifetime. No. Meaning... You might have the technology and you might develop it to a point to where it's usable. And, and I know that they have some version of it now, but where you can really use it everywhere. Yeah. But because of the way local municipalities works, um, I don't think you'll be in a situation to where a blind person could get in a car and take a road trip independently across the country in our lifetime. I don't think I think you're right about that yeah. because um, we they still haven't figured it out because. There have been incidences where Tesla cars have exploded. I think they've got that fixed, though. Okay, but they're but then they haven't figured out well how would the car um, get you out of an accident? Um, 
because as we both agree on technology can fail like that yeah if you're if you you know even the best technology can fail so technology can't always be reliable and if you have um especially if you have more than one person in the car with you how is the car able to get out of um harm's way really quickly that's that's one of my concerns i remember babes yeah when I was a student in Colorado, uh-huh. we had a philosophy class on self-driving car uh-huh. and cars. And I basically said, this is irrelevant. It doesn't matter what we think about this. It's not happening in our lifetime. Uh-huh. And if it did, it would be so expensive. It wouldn't be worth doing. Sure. And there was another student there who's debating me like, no, this is going to happen soon. Everybody's for it. And it's going to be a big thing in a couple of years. Not everybody is for it. No. Not everybody's for it. There are people that have a lot of concerns about it. Um, but that I, was that was 15 years ago. I know. It, it. Yeah, you're right. It was 15 years ago, wasn't it? I don't know. I mean, I wonder what that student is thinking now because nothing has happened. I, yeah, things have happened, but not at the pace that uh, this person was trying to say it was going to. My concern is if 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 a if blind people were able to get into a car, a self driving car, and drive across the country, what would happen if that car breaks down in the middle of nowhere and you don't know where you are? There's nobody around at the time and your and your tires flat or whatever happens. The battery goes dead. How I is that know, gonna babes. work? Yeah. That th- those are some questions that I think are valid to mm. ask. Yes. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, that I mean if I had sight, we've already discussed this. And I'd be on the road all the time. And also too, like, you know how those hybrid cars are not very noisy and we need that. Yeah. I'm wondering if the self-driving cars, the ones that they're working on, are going to have enough noise so that people would know, hey, this car is coming. I don't know, babes. I, I don't I don't like that these cars are like that. I would tell you this. I would not want to be a mobility teacher these days. I would agree. Yeah. I would agree because you have to know, okay, this is what a hybrid car, car sounds like, and it's not very noisy. Mm-hmm. But they would have to know, okay... Um, how do I know that this car is coming when their engines are super quiet? Yeah. And then they have to make sure they cross safely with that. It's And then the electric cars too, right? Some people have bought electric cars, not everybody obviously. Well, electric car is a quiet car. No, no, no. I mean, I mean, you know what I mean, Bubs. Go ahead. Go ahead. Trying to whoop me again, Bubs. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Go on your way up. Uh, I got a soapbox. No, I'm I'm just saying. Yeah, it's you know it's 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 something that 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 people have to really take into consideration. Mm-hmm. It's dangerous for pedestrians. It is. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And I need a kiss. No. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Bubs. What's going on, babes? You sound like you're constipated. Oh my goodness, that's your job. Babes. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding about that. <laughs> <laughs> The, the sounds are just whacking. <clears throat> so it's another cold day, another co- cold morning. Yep. Um, the cocoa uh, was good. It was God. nice and warm, but it it is it is cold. I don't I don't um I'm trying to figure out um what I'm going to wear to keep extra extra warm. If I need to wear long socks. Things of that sort. I don't know, babes. I don't know either. I've been reading more of that book, The Family That Never Slept. That Never Sleeps? That Never Sleeps, I'm sorry. Yes. It's really interesting 
They're connecting all these mm. diseases together that have to do with the brains. Mm. Um, so, like, there was this guy who died, I, I want to say, like, 1940-something, like, mm. 44. Mm. And he was, like, a respected member of his community in Italy. And the doctors couldn't figure out what it was. Mm. But he... He basically kind of like was shivering all the time oh. and went downhill fast. He, he he was shivering. Wow. In bed and all this stuff. Mm. Then it goes to the story of Australia, this indigenous tribe. People are dying. They can't figure out why. Doctors go in and try to figure it out. And they get this doctor who's a confessed pedophile Ew. to go there. He's, but he's like a really good scientist and doctor. So he's starting to put together things with a couple, with this one other guy. Mm -hmm. But one of the reasons it's hard to figure out what's going on is tracing people's lineage is a little bit more difficult. So, like, here, if you gave birth to a kid, mm -hmm. you'd say, Hey, this is my child. I'm going to raise it. Mm -hmm. But in this community, if your sister gives birth to a kid, you might say, I'm their mother. Oh, and really? kids are kind of like interchangeable. So are husbands and wives. Wow, that's a little bit weird. They say this doctor, I'm not trying to make a joke, but because he was a pedophile, he was really good at talking to children. And so he could get more information from them. Oh, geez. Right. <laughs> of all the people you could, uh, you could ask to do that. But like even he started to run into a wall and figuring this stuff out. And this is happening in the late 1950s. Mm -hmm. They eventually get some ephthalmologists. I think that's how you pronounce it. Epidemiologists. Epidemiologists. Not entomologists. Okay, to go there and start to do their own investigation. And because they weren't trained the same way this doctor was, they could kind of explore these new ideas. One of the things they started noticing was people started getting sick around a certain specific time. And it was right after they started cannibalism. Ew. Now, they wouldn't just like take a random person and start eating them. Mm -hmm. But they said that this tribe learned from a rival tribe that if somebody died, it was okay to cook up their body and eat it. Yuck. And apparently, I don't know if it was based on the diet they have in Australia, but the people they would eat were sweet. They tasted really good. Mm -hmm. Now, that's a matter of opinion. That's a matter of opinion. I don't think we're, we're going to be eating humans anytime soon. I personally don't want to find out. I don't want to either. It's, it sounds very barbaric. Yeah, in any event, once they got these people to stop eating other humans, the cases of this like erratic disease started to drop off dramatically. Hmm. It almost completely ended with men. And with women, it happened in a lot with less women. Now, the, the speculation for that is because the men were like the protectors. Mm -hmm. So if somebody would die, would die in battle, uh, the men would eat them first. Oh, wow. And the women would have like smaller portions. Yeah, but they would be preparing the meat. They'd be, sometimes it would be the men preparing the meat. Okay. Because they'd have to eat something in battle, right? Oh, well, uh-huh. And so because the women didn't eat as much of the dead people, it would take mm -hmm. the disease longer to, I guess, take hold of them. Wow. Yeah, I don't qu quite understand it. Yeah. Now it's telling the story of 
the guy who died in Italy in 1944 had grandkids and one of his granddaughters started to suffer. He had other relatives who suffered from this thing too, <clears throat> but one of his granddaughters, uh, when she was in her forties mm -hmm. started suffering from, uh, the same thing in like, oh. she was in her forties, but this was in like 1974. Uh -huh. And then she quickly went downhill and died. Wow. And then, the guy's wife died in like 1979 from similar symptoms, and that's where I'm at in the book. Wow. What do you think so far? That's uh that's crazy. Mm -hmm. The the cannibalism stuff was gross, but that and the the pedophilia stuff was yep, gross. This book has everything: disease, cannibalism, pedophilia. <laughs> it's a book, babes, and don't get offended mm. that both Michael Jackson, hold on, and Jeffrey Dahmer would enjoy. Ah. What? Bubby. What? Mm. <laughs> oh. Away, Bob, stop it. I love you, babes. All right, babes. Babes. <laughs> Don't touch the recorder, please. Oh. Uh -oh. Yeah, I won't do that if you're a good boy. I always am. Ooh. Yeah, saved boy. I'm good Stop to the baby's bottom. Yes, give me a kiss. Baby Why? J-Lo. What? BBJ. Oh my goodness. Oh my badness. I will. <laughs> Does this sound like a book that you would want to read? I don't know. <laughs> it sounds pretty intense. Mm. I'm not sure. Uh, with the cannibalism, I don't know. Disease, suffering, cannibalism, death. No thanks. Oh my goodness. Good. Uh, it sounds very depressing. Nice. I hope they find the answer. Well, I'm going to keep reading, babes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Icky. J-Lo. Yeah? What did we have for dinner last night? We made our own version of Zatarans, and we used uh, two boxes of the Zatarans jambalaya mix, and we put uh, some carrots and celery and corn um, and uh, baked beans. It yes. was super good and very f filling, and I've got a lot of leftovers. Yes. I don't know if you want to have any for lunch, though. But, uh, I don't know. I, I, well, well, why don't we talk about it afterwards? Okay. I'm. Uh, well, we'll see. Um, in retrospect, we probably could have cooked the carrots by themselves uh, for a little bit, and yeah. that would have helped. But overall, I thought it turned out really good. I thought the carrots were um, really good. Um, I don't know that we should have had a, a, that many carrots. I love carrots. I love carrots too. But that's a lot of carrots. Oh. You got a little bit sick after dinner, though. No, it was before. It was crampiness and gas. Uh, it right? was. It was. Jeez. Oh, it was before. Um, oh, okay, okay. Actually, it was after because I was. Um, I was trying to clean things up, and I'm just like, I'll be right back. And I was back in my room trying to um, get rid of this crampiness, and a lot of women experience it, and it just wasn't fun. Oh. Um, so I put some, uh, lavender oil on me and that seemed to work really well. And, uh, yeah, so that was something I was going through, but I'm okay now. Yeah. 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 J-Lo. Yep. We watched a four hour movie yesterday. Um, yeah. What, what happened is, is we, um, we separated it into two 
uh, par parts. One before dinner and one after. Yep. Yes. Um, I'm going to have you take this one. There's a lot in the movie, so you don't have to say everything because it's quite a bit of stuff. Yeah, this is Cleopatra, a film that almost bankrupted 20th Century Fox. Yeah. Because I think the original budget on this film was, and I could have the figures wrong, like $7 million? It might have been 3 or $7 million. Yeah. And... The accounting is a little bit shaky, but basically by the time it was finished, it was between like 40 and $60 million altogether, which doesn't sound like much today, but back in the early 60s, that was a lot. Mm -hmm. And uh, if this film didn't do well, that would have been the end of 20th Century Fox. Wow. Yeah. And part of it was because Elizabeth Taylor was nuts. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So not only did she have like a big salary back then of $1 million, uh -huh. but she also left her husband, Eddie Fisher, during the making yep. of this film. Who used to be married to Debbie Reynolds. Right. Mm -hmm. And she got with Richard, Richard Burton. Burton. Yep. Okay. They would fight on the set a lot. They would show up late. I yeah. think there would be times where she would go like weeks or even months without going to the set of the movie when she was supposed to be there. Wow. It's just craziness. If you ever read yeah. about this movie, it's old Hollywood to the extreme of, of how bizarre it was. No kidding. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, anyways, the film is about Cleopatra. I don't know if this movie is historically accurate at all. It may not be. But it was an enjoyable film. It was. Basically... Starts off, sees the queen of Rome or Egypt? Uh, the queen of Egypt. Okay, the, yeah, the queen of Egypt. And uh, Caesar comes in. Mm -hmm. He takes control of the castle. And she comes to him. She's like, you know, you're going to need my help, blah, blah, blah. He doesn't believe her. He sets fire to the Library of Alexandria. Uh, is it the Library of Alexandria? Yes, it is. Yes, okay. And I'm fascinated with the Library of Alexandria, but that's a story for another day. Mm -hmm. She's pissed off at this, rightfully so. Eventually, Cleopatra convinces him that they need to be together. She's like, I'm going to have your kid. It's going to be a son so he can take over. They do their thing. And, and, and it's, uh, it's uh, to join um, Egypt and Rome. Yes. Yeah. She uh, pushes out a boy. And the family's happy. Caesar goes to war. It's successful. And he wants to become the king of this whole place, right? Mm -hmm. Goes to the Senate and is killed. Mm -hmm. And now your girl has to leave the palace. Because he had it, it was, the Senate set it up to where his nephew, whose name is... Octavian. Octavian is going to basically take control and be king. Yep. And the advantage to that is Cleopatra doesn't have to worry about her son being assassinated. Uh-huh. Okay. So they kind of go away. And... She, but she's still kind of in control of Egypt. Yeah. So she decides that there's going to be... Oh, no, no. I'm sorry. Before then. This is a really long movie. It is. They send over your man, Mark Anthony, to yeah. to basically get her to surrender Egypt. 
she doesn't want to do that. They fall in love and they lead a fleet over to Rome. Mm-hmm. There's a big war. <laughs> And Mark Anthony is basically now seen as a traitor to his country. Mm-hmm. Life goes on. They're enjoying being in love. By now, Mark Anthony has left the wife that he married at some point in the movie yep. to be with your girl, Miss Cleo. Cleopatra, not Miss yes. Cleo. Uh, yeah. She's not the um, the false um, psychic. Oh, well, good. Miss Galil. Call me now. Call me now. That's what she says in the middle of the movie. <laughs> no, she this, doesn't. This movie is so expensive, they needed to take out ads in the middle of it. <laughs> no, she didn't. Uh-oh. Early Miss Cleo. Oh, my god. But anyways, goodness. I digress. Eventually, Rome has to take the battle to Egypt. So Cleopatra sends away her son and decides to go into hiding mm-hmm. into her tomb. Mm-hmm. Mark Anthony's fighting. Eventually, he comes back to the palace, talks to one of the servants after stabbing himself. Mm-hmm. That's right, because he killed. He's uh, intended to kill himself. Yeah. Yes, he's taken to her tomb. Mm-hmm. He dies, mm-hmm. and your man, Oc- Octavian, Octavian, comes to Egypt, finds your girl, and basically says, "Listen." I'm going to own Egypt from now on, but you'll still be the queen and I'll try not to interfere too much. You can have, you know, somewhat a normal life, but I want you to come back to Rome and be part of a parade with me. Mm -hmm. She's all like, okay, but I need a rest. I'm really tired. Could you leave me for a little while? Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, I will. She's like, I don't want these guards here. Take them away. They leave. She eats a pig, uh, not a pig, a fig. I'm dyslexic. And, and, and it's poisonous. It's poisonous. And she dies. The, the, um, well, yeah, so I think some of her staff ate poisonous figs, but she was trying to kill herself. They did right? after she did. Yeah. And Mark Anthony finds that she's dead. He's a little bit pissed, but what is he going to do? That's basically the end of the movie. Tell me again, because I was kind of tired doing this. Scene. Why did he? Why did he um, try to kill himself? Richard Burton as uh, Mark Anthony. Yes. Because he thought that Cleopatra was dead. Ah, uh, okay, I see. Yeah, because the servant said that she had left. Yeah. But that could have multiple meanings, and that's the interpretation I took away from it. And then she, um, yep, she was. Uh, she killed herself. Yes. Yep. Uh-oh. After he died and the kingdom was no longer going to really be hers. Symbolically it would be, but you know how that goes. Oh, yeah. I like this movie. It was really good. It was There was a lot in it, but it was really, really interesting. I mean, I don't know if it needed to be four hours. I know. But it, it wasn't boring. I think I'd give it at least a, a week eight. Yeah, I would too. Because it didn't have to be that long. But it was good. I think we've seen pretty much all of Elizabeth Taylor's classic movies. I don't know. She might be in more of them. Well, okay. Let's run through the risk. The list, rather. National Velvet. We saw that one. Little Women. Yes. Life with Father. Yes. I don't think she's really known for the last two films, but she's in Giant. Giants. Butterfield Eights. And Who's Who's Afraid Afraid of of Virginia Woolf. Which is my favorite film with her. 
and um, Cleopatra. And Cat on the Hot Tin Roof. And Cleopatra. Yes. That's eight of them. I don't know if she has any more. She might Well, she's in a lot of other movies, but none of them, I think, rise to the level of classics. Oh. Yes. What do you think her best film is? That's hard. I don't know. They're all good. Um, I loved Cat on a Hot Tin Roof. It's, it was very good. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of rem- I think there was a screenplay for that, right? Obviously. It's based on a play. Based on a play. Okay. The Tennessee Williams wrote. It was good. Yeah. Uh, I, I, that's right. He did write it. Um, I liked Butterfield 8. That was very interesting. Um, I'm not... I mean, I guess I would say that... Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf was good, but I, the reason why I didn't like it as much as you did was I thought it was very confusing to me. Okay. Um, I did I did enjoy Giant, but that was also kind of um, long. Too. You liked it more than I did. I liked it more than you did, yes. And I also thought she was funny in Life with Father. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Life with Father was a great movie altogether. Yeah. She's not in it that much, though. No. She's just a young girl that... Um, the who was she interested in? I was it the son. One of the sons. One yeah. of the sons. Yeah, yeah. Yes. She was funny in that one. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. We didn't see the Taming of the Shrew. No. Yeah. Yes. Apparently, she was known for that one, but that's like a that was a, a definitely a comedy. Well, that's a Shakespeare thing. I know. Yes. I like this film. Yes. It's good. I am going to read a biography of Cleopatra. That I've had for like the last 10 years, Uh-oh. but never picked up. Something tells me this film is not historically accurate, but I'm interested to read about her life. Yeah, I don't think I've ever heard of Cleopatra getting together with Julius Caesar. Mm. Um, I, I I have been hearing about Mark Antony, um, that she, that was um, one of her lovers, but I didn't know much about their relationship. I heard Dan Carlin say in an interview, and as you know, I'm a Dan Carlin stan, that he doesn't like watching historical dramas because it's very hard for him to separate the reality from what they're showing on screen. Mm -hmm. And I get that. If I knew more about Cleopatra's life, it's possible I would hate this movie. But as it is, I don't know. And this this is a good jumping off point for me to learn more. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Look like. We're going to be watching another historical film tonight. Uh, JFK. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, one last question. Yeah. Does this film get a recommendation to the fam? If so, how do you sell it to them? I'm not going to sell it to them. Oh. I don't think I have to sell every movie to them. I got a But I think I want that. You to buy. But I would. What? <laughs> I got a DVD I want you to buy. Oh. Sorry, go ahead. No, I think they, um, I think my, um, my family would be fans of Elizabeth Taylor, so they may just watch it because of her. Mm. It is a long movie, though. Yeah, it is. Okay. We wanted something light. Yes. And so I said, why don't we watch The Full Monty? And I've never seen it before. I heard good things about it. It was also made into a Broadway musical. And the basic premise is that there's these guys who were working at this, uh, what kind of factory was it? Steel factory. A steel factory. And all of them got laid off. Yes. Including the boss. The boss. Gerald. Gerald is no longer working as the boss. But his wife doesn't know that at first. His wife doesn't know that. Um, 
the three guys, there's Gary who has some problems with his family because he's divorced from his, I'm guessing that they were married. Uh, yeah, and I believe Gary played sick boy in uh, Train Spotting. Right. And so he's got an ex-wife and a kid and his kid is kind of embarrassed by him because... Kid's yeah, like 10. Yeah, he, he um, Nathan, his, his son... Uh, um, hangs out with him and his dad is like stealing stuff and asking him to do crazy, stupid yes. things. And he's like, I don't, I'm not, this is not my thing. And he's like completely embarrassed with his dad, which I, I totally get. Yeah. Um, so he's out of a job. His, uh, fat friend Dave is out of a job. And, um, who's the other guy? I don't think they name him, but he tries to commit suicide and Dave saves his life. Right. Yeah. And so they're trying to figure out what they're going to do. And then they end up seeing this club where there's all these strippers in it. Male strippers. Male strippers. Yeah. And they they also witness, um, before they got in contact, back in contact with their old boss, Gerald, they witness him and his wife taking a ballroom dancing class. Because Nathan, the kid... They tell him, find us a dancing class, mm -hmm. and that's what he finds them. Yeah. Because he yeah. doesn't know the difference. He's 10. He, yeah, he's like 10 or between 10 and 12 or whatever. Yeah. So he doesn't know about this. And um, they're trying to figure out what to do, and they convince Gerald to do this one thing with them and, and decide to make all this money um, by stripping. Mm -hmm. And so they're practicing at the boss's place. The wife, of course, doesn't know. Dave's wife doesn't know. Uh, Gary's ex-wife doesn't know. They get a couple of people <laughs> to join the crew. The sixty, there's a sixty-plus-year-old guy that's really old, and you know he he kind of joins too. They call him Horse, Mister Horse. I think he says they speculate that he's in his fifties, yeah. but I think he's more like in his sixties. Yeah, yeah. So he's a really old guy, and you know, and he's um he gets his uh his family to kind of watch them on uh, practice, yeah. which yeah. is really, really funny. Mm -hmm. The women are laughing, right? Some, of, Some them. of them are, and the grandmother just looks like she's not interested in this. <laughs> what about the mom? I can't, I can't, I don't remember. Uh, so it's kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, I, oh, yeah. That might've been his mom actually instead of his grandmother. Now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Because if he's like 60. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of a funny, he seems like he's like the comic relief of this whole, um, Outfit there, yeah. And uh, <clears throat> there, there, there's some, there's some crazy things. Um, you don't have to give everything. I'm right not going to give it away, but um, Dave. So Dave is married to Jean. Jean's, uh, Jean for the most part is really happy with Dave, but then she finds this G string. Yeah. Thinking that it's Dave is having woman. an affair. Yeah. But then he's trying to explain to her, no, it's not about any women. Um. We're in a bind and we're trying to decide where we want to um, get into stripping, mm -hmm. <laughs> including Gary and so-and-so, Gerald. and Yeah. The, the, yeah, and then she, he's like, I know, I know, it sounds really weird. And he's like, who would want to see this? And she convinces him to strip for her, which is kind of strange. Mm -hmm. Well, she convinces him to go to, go. to the strip club. And he's like, who wants to see this? And she's like, well, I do. Mm -hmm. I want to see you. So they do the show. They do the show and it and they call and they call it the full Monty. Yes. Yeah. 
And all these women, before they did it, all these all these women are just laughing like, you're actually going to do the full Monty? And I think they called their crew something like hot metal. Hot metal, metal. yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Yes. That's pretty funny. Yes. Um, This is not my favorite movie. I just give it a seven. Well, so here's what I would say. Yeah. It's not my favorite movie, but it's a fun film. I saw it the first time with my grandparents, and we all really enjoyed it. Um, and then I think I went with my mom one time to see it, and then I went with, like, a good friend of mine to watch it. Yeah. I haven't seen it since it left the theaters, but I saw it, like, three times there. Yeah. And obviously my film palette is a little bit more developed because I believe this came out in 96. Yeah. So I don't enjoy it as much now as I did back in the day, but it's still a, a solid film. Mm-hmm. Now, you had a question about the reality of this movie because sick i want to keep calling him sick boy uh, gary gary's wife or ex-wife is his baby mama at least yeah is in the audience and we um, know this because nate tells him that yeah so that doesn't make sense to me because the court has said i can't swim I can't be around my son, and, yeah. and I definitely can't swim because I'm strip. I'm I'm thinking about stripping, and that's not a good look for me. But then, his mom and his son end up in the audience watching this whole strip. Okay, I hear what you're. I don't remember the can't swim part. Remember when um, Nathan asked his dad, "Hey, dad, you want to go swimming?" With oh us? no 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 no. So it's not that he can't oh. swim; it's that he's not supposed to be uh, spending time with Nate. That's what I mean. Okay, that's what I mean. It's not just that he can't swim; it's that he can't spend time with Nate because of the stripping thing. Yeah. So, but but if he wanted to go to a pool by himself without Nate, he could totally do that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, here's my take on it, and I don't know this for sure. Uh-huh. Nate is really good at sneaking into places because of his relationship with his dad yeah the sense i got to from it and i could be wrong is that his mom is in the audience nate knows she's there because he snuck in but the mom doesn't know that nate snuck in there she thinks that he's at home oh i could be wrong with that but that's my theory on that okay now you could still say it's a little bit odd that she would want to see her ex-husband dance naked but she did have a kid with this guy and maybe she wants to see something that was inside oh jeez you know one last time because it was really good sorry i'm sorry that's my theory i could be wrong Bubs, really? What? what? You got a really weird and sick sense of humor. All right, well, give me a kiss then. No. Yeah, for your sake, babe. Why? Because you need one. Mm-hmm. I didn't ask for one, but I'll yeah, take it. Yeah, you can't wait. <laughs> um, so then there's a couple questions. Okay. There's, you would give this film a seven. It's yeah. not the best movie you've ever seen, but no. you liked it. I, I, There was definitely some funny parts in there, yeah. for sure. My follow-up to that was, not just is it a good movie, because it sounds like you think it's a good movie, but not a great one. Right. But is it a good movie to watch after something as heavy as Cleopatra? Yes. And see, that's where I think, if we were just to judge it on this, it would probably be like an eight and a half. Yeah, I don't know if I'd give it an eight and a half. No, but you know what I mean? If we were just judging it on, is it a good follow-up to something like Uh, Cleopatra? Yeah. Because we wanted something that's kind of light. Yeah. But it, there's also some drama in this. Uh-huh. So let's address that. What does this film teach us about the hopelessness of unemployment? Um, 
anything is possible. <laughs> I wouldn't go the stripping route um, because that could be really, really bad for the next person who um, you want to work for. Mm. But, you know, it was fun to watch. Would this really happen in real life? No. No, it wouldn't. Okay. What does this film teach us about setting a goal and sticking to it like Gary does? Um, it definitely, I mean, despite that it was a very different goal that I would strive for, he definitely did not give up on this. I will give him that. But there's a couple points where he wants to quit. Like at the strip club when all the women are out. Yeah. He doesn't want to go out there. No, he doesn't. No, that's true. He doesn't want to go out there. But I will give him credit for um, sticking to what he thought would be good for the um, for him and the group. Yeah. And did not he didn't back off from it. Do you think that Gary eventually becomes successful? Do you think that he stays in the male stripping world? Or is his life one of tragedy? And this is just like one of the highlights before the um, downfall. Or before things get, get worse. Well, I think that he doesn't stay in the stripping world because they did say that it was going to be a one-time thing. But people can be coerced and, you know, controlled. Yeah, but, it's, but you want my opinion, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he stays in it. Okay. Whether or not he's successful, that's questionable to me. Mm. Because if his house, if he can't keep his house tidy, um, and, 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 and who am I to say it? I mean, this is just a character. Um... It could teach him to be successful in other areas and maybe he gets a better job and mm-hmm. maybe he learns to keep his house uh, in order. And maybe his um and his son Nathan does learn how to respect him after all that. I don't know. But I don't know. Yeah. He, he kind of seems like a like a kind of a loser to me, but this is just a movie. And that's fair. You know. What does this film teach us about lying to the ones we love? And I'm specifically thinking about Gerald and his wife. Yeah, because that went really bad. Yeah, it did. Um, you don't wait six months to tell your wife what's really going on. That you lost your job. Right. You happens. actually tell her the day after it happens, I mm-hmm. think. Or the day that it happens. That it happens. You don't keep her in the dark for six months. I would be very upset. Yeah. With And I totally get that he that she would kick him out and that seemed more believable to me yeah because it's it's not sugarcoating it he has to leave his house and we don't see a tearful reunion at the end of the movie like oh honey i'm so glad everybody can see what i what made me attracted to you in the first place or you know you did this great thing for me now it's just it's left up in the air he's still kicked Uh out at the end of the movie yeah and And it's it's not resolved which i really enjoyed and he and she basically said you lied to me i can't trust you anymore get out yeah and i thought that was more believable Mm -hmm. um but the what but 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 with dave and and uh um dave and gene was a little bit kind of uh Interesting to me. I don't think that would really happen. We had a disagreement about this. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's the writing or the actors just did a great job of selling it. But I totally believed Dave and Gene. Because they're in love. Mm -hmm. And maybe they're like one of these eccentric couples. And Gene really does believe in Dave in that way. So I, I I believe the actress is Gene. Or maybe she thought, well, 
you know, these women are going to be throwing stuff at him, but he's coming home with me. It's possible. Maybe that's maybe that was her um, thinking like, well, I I mean, these women will never um, be there. His wife. And that's just going to happen one time. But he's for sure coming home with me because I'm his wife. Yes. So I don't know. Would you recommend this film to your family? Um, yeah, I think I would. I mean, they might they might think it's funny. What's, what is your elevator pitch? I don't have one. Do I always have to have an elevator pitch for everything? Okay, for Christmas, I'm buying you an elevator. <laughs> and I'm, for you to spend time with, uh, with your family inside the elevator. I want you to um, use this elevator to hang out with your family inside for 30 seconds at a time. What? Yes. That's insane. To tell them about all these great movies. So um, once you have your elevator... You're you're gonna take it to see your fam with 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 it the next time you go to see your family. You all get in and you have thirty seconds to tell them about the full Monty. What do what do you say if anything? Oh jeez. Um, I guess this is a um a crazy way that somebody got out of unemployment, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to. I don't know how to sell it to them, bubs. Okay. I usually don't. <laughs> I usually say, yeah, it's a good movie. Come watch it with me. Oh, it's about some poor guys overseas who get into stripping. That's <laughs> why I love you it. Like it. Yeah, they might think it's funny though. <laughs> well, good. And their accents are funny too. Yuck, <laughs> funny. I don't know. I like. I think the Scottish accent is really kind of fun and to listen to. Nice. Yeah. We gotta watch Train Spotting sometime. I mean, I've seen it many times, but it's been a while. I'm sure you did. Choose life. Choose a house. Choose a religion. That's that's in the movie. Okay. Yes. Okay. Anyways, babes. Yes. We did not have any dreams last night, although we slept really good. Oh, I was I was tired by ten. Yeah. <clears throat> Close to ten. I was very very tired. Yeah. Um. But I really think that our energy is just coming back. Um, and I'm happy about that because from when, you know, even after we did feel, even after all that sickness yeah. and, you know, coughing up stuff that is just gross, um, it's finally starting to leave. And I think um, I think uh, we're starting to get back to our old selves. I coughed up some yellow stuff this morning. Well, maybe I overshared. Yeah. But from what I've read online previously, if you do that, it's a sign. And who knows if the internet could tell me anything. Yeah. But it's that your body has had an infection, but it's doing a really good job of fighting it off. Where, where did you read it off of WebMD? I don't remember. This was years ago. I think when I had mono and oh. I was starting to cough up yellow stuff. Oh. Yeah. Yuck. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because the discoloration I heard that's your you, the, the the infection is still there. Oh god. Or I'm sorry, the um whatever sickness is still not quite gone yet. Yeah. Yeah. Babes? Yeah. Anything else you want to talk about? Um no. Um uh, I'm excited about tomorrow. I was a little bit hesitant to go. Yeah. But I'm excited about tomorrow. I've never seen a one-woman show. Um, I also never um, saw anybody live from SNL. They used to be on SNL. Me so. neither. I've we'll seen see. I've seen some people who are musical guests. Yeah. But never anybody who is like part of the cast. So we'll see. I'm I'm hoping it's a it's a good one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, good. Because sometimes when I hear about one woman one woman shows, 
it could be really good or really bad. So yeah, it could be like the vagina monologues or vagina monologues are not a one woman show. Oh, but it's definitely like a man hating show from what I've been reading. Oh, yeah, I don't want to see man hater shows. Yeah, I don't know why I said it was a woman woman show. You're right because it's monologues. But but you know, I I can understand why you would think it would be nice. Yeah. I'm wondering if it's going to be like a one-woman monologue of like different parts of her life. I just thought about an alternative title to the vagina monologues, but I don't think I you would Uh-oh. like it if I said it, so I won't. No, I don't think that would be a good Uh-oh. idea. No, you want to plug your ears? No, don't okay, say okay. it, Okay, okay, I won't, I won't, I won't. No, it would be insulting to women. Oh, <laughs> well, I love you, babes. Is there anything else you want to talk about here? No. Okay, well, give me a kiss then. Why? Because you need one. I thought I kissed you twice. Well, you mm-hmm. get to kiss me the third time. You're kissing oh. the bald god. <sighs> Many women. You're not a kiss. bald god, bud. Okay, well, yes. I'm kissing someone who's bald. That's oh, what I like. Oh, my goodness. Go ahead, babe. No, no, no distracting. Like, no distracting. My goodness. All right, J-Lo. What am I going to do with you? You're going to take everything I say as the gospel truth. But it isn't. Well... That's yet to be seen. Well. Well. Yeah. Yay. All right, babes. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.